0: Pro ball spa you want good words Data and language talk real sports with a real man come after me i'm a man i'm 40 and now here's the be all end all know it all of high school college and pro sports Aaron skinny Cow with the skinny on sports
1: we're talking about practice man i'm the mvp Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's going to be a fun show today. Glad glad you're along for the next hour. Um, we've got Coach Lance Carpenter, Leedy Bison coming up at 9.30. Ask him about a whole bunch of things uh, with high school basketball with his team and, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, there uh, at 9:30. so coach carpenter 9:30, will be joining us we've got the tucker family beef of the week that'll be in the last segment uh, there's plenty of topics for that i think uh, depending on your point of view lebron james breaks the record and immediately and immediately tarnishes the moment and then what was more entertaining last night i've got three choices uh there in la of entertainment value and i want you to rank them one through three uh, we'll talk about the bracket contest. You've got a couple today, tomorrow, to get in to the Tucker Family Beef bracket contest for the high school basketball, Class A and Class B. Uh, we got we had games last night around the Paragon Network, and we had one that everybody's talking about over in Weatherford that we'll discuss as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, choose us a text, talk about any of those things, whatever else is on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're outside the listing area, a couple ways to stay in touch with us. Log on to KADSAM.com. You can download the app. The app's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News hit the website last night at midnight. That's thepennynews.com. Big Elk and Paragon TV, we're on. A lot longer than uh, maybe that Weatherford game. It was faster than the rest of us. Uh, let's see. And then also the skinny on sports podcast, you can find it You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on dot com. Hello, Jared. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm I am. Good. Uh, this is an exciting show. Coach Carpenter. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to him about the Bison. I know there's a lot of people wondering about his team and the prospects moving forward. I, you know, we both maybe dislike LeBron. Enough to not really enjoy what happened last night. Eh. And then high school basketball to talk about as well. Uh, the results from last night. I was at the Pioneer Center uh, with Elk City and Altus. Um, rematch of just a couple of weeks ago in the, in the short grass. Elkettes almost followed the exact same script uh, as they went 62-22. to 22, um, A PSA to Doc Bowie and Shannon. Whatever you're feeding or making Haley drink or whatever her <laughs> routine is. Uh, since last week, keep it going. Uh, Haley Bowie with 24 last night, six more threes. So over the last two games, Saturday at Sayre, last night here at Elk City, she's put in 50 and knocked down 14 threes in the run of play, eight on Saturday, six last night, as the Elkettes went 62-22. to Abby Brown uh, had hit two early threes to kind of get things going. Then Haley was on fire. Ellis Satille tied her career high with eight. Uh, as well, so just an all around really good performance uh, from the Elkettes and a 40 point win. The Big Elks were able to um, get a little bit of just a little bit of revenge uh, from the tournament uh, championship game that they lost down there at Altus as the Big Elks win 50 to 35. Notable that McCarry Milton, uh, a guy that really dominated the fourth quarter, in that Altus win was unavailable uh, last night. That helped, uh, obviously, down inside uh, without that force. Uh, but Elk City played well throughout a lot of the game. Second half, the offense struggled just a little bit, but the free throw line, even though they didn't shoot free throws at the seventy percent clip that they normally or have as, as a team for the season, they made enough to hold out this off. And I thought uh, defensively, they really did a good job of keeping the Bulldogs kind of off of their spots and keeping them out of the paint. Uh, so a good win, fifty to thirty-five. The Elks improved to twelve and seven. The Big Elks are on the high side of five hundred at ten and nine. Newcastle comes to town for senior night on Friday and then the regular season finale next Monday against Bethany. So good stuff. Uh, The Elkets have won six straight, um, and the Big Elks have won six of their last eight. So a good kind of finishing kick down the regular season uh, home stretch here before the playoffs next week. Uh, What about you?
2: Uh, A couple easy wins for Canoe. They hosted Corn Bible Academy on senior night. Uh, Girls really got off to a hot start and never looked back uh beating cba 68 to 25 they held corn bible scoreless in the third quarter everybody got to have a seat going into the fourth quarter everybody got to play uh the story was kylie smith the senior only seven points but she joined the 1000 point club uh in the state of oklahoma eclipsing that mark uh with her ever right there and uh, senior has been what a four-year starter was she starter the freshman mm. no 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 she came off the bench but um uh, Three-year starter, she might have got to start one or twice in that her uh, freshman year. Point is, we've seen her do this for four years, score a lot of points. And I had a feeling going into the game last night that she was close to that mark, and I almost uh, asked Coach Riddling uh, yesterday where that was. And sure enough, it came last night. So they they did it proper at the end of the game. They presented her a ball and um, and got a standing no from the big crowd there last night. Uh, on hand, uh, the boys—they um, needed a win. Let's let's just be honest. They needed a win to wrap up the season, to uh, go into uh, the playoffs, and they got it last night over a team they should win against. That Corn Bible beating them sixty-seven to forty-nine. Give credit to Corn Bible though—they were kind of within arm's length at all times: ten points, eight points, six points, seven points—you know, something like that. But every time Corn Bible came down to do something, Canute. Uh, had an answer. They really like that gym. I've been saying that over and over. They can they shoot really well in that gym. They had one, two, three, four, four five different players hit from outside, which has kind of been the make or break of a, a ball game for them. If they could all start to hit from outside, they're tough to beat. They could see the court really well, they're tough to beat. If they're not turning the ball over and hitting their free throws, they're tough to beat. So that kind of was all facets last night. Uh, went in their favor hopefully that carries over they play Friday the Canute boys do uh, in their game against uh, Bingaroni and um, the girls don't play until Saturday they wait the winner of Bingaroni and Apache must win for the boys they don't win Friday season's done they win on Friday no matter what they move on the regional and also you get a shot at a district title in your home gym so um, I said it last night. I'll, I'll say it again. For, you know, I'm pretty fortunate to have a mic. No, not everybody does. But if you're a Canute fan, fill that gym up on Friday night because those boys will feed off that if that place is loud and packed and, and having a good time. So it was a good win for uh, for both teams to wrap up the season. Of note, that was a 20th win for the Trojanettes. Last time they got 20 regular season, 20 wins in the regular season, it was back during that state title or a state runner-up run to the state title game. Uh, back in the 2019-2020 season where they had 21 regular season wins. And they could have tied that if that Fort uh, Cobb game hadn't been canceled because of snow. Um, but hopefully that that means good things are to come for the Trojanettes moving forward through the playoffs.
1: Elsewhere around the Paragon Network last night, Arapo Butler knocked off Lady on the girls' side 56-34. to So the Lady Indians uh, also kind of rolling. I think maybe one of the only losses they've had has been uh, that West Central final Against Canute here since almost the uh, Christmas break, yeah, they've only lost twice: one to Ampo, two a number three, and one to Canute, uh, Class A number ten. So it was good, uh, a good roll that the Lady Indians are on heading into uh, what will be hopefully a state tournament run for them, and they've been right on the doorstep uh, of that state tournament with Katie Edlin leading them. See if they can do it this year. Arnett uh, blew out Eric seventy nine twenty four. I think that's another team. Uh, in this eight-for-state contest, we're going to be running that people are paying attention to uh, some of the entries that I've gotten so far. Uh, also, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Paragon Network, Merritt blasted Cheyenne Raiden 62-26. Or the Rats continue to roll. I think that's, what, their 20th straight win after the season opening loss against Canute. Uh, Hammond, Hammond, did they play? Did they play? No. Oh, they didn't play. Who else? Hollis. Hollis did. Hollis beat uh, Cordell. Fifty four to thirty six, boys' side. Arapahoe Butler came back and beat Leedy. As the Bison were ahead five at halftime, uh, it ends up being forty one to thirty six. So a five point win for Arapahoe Butler over the Leedy Bison. Uh, also, Eric beat Arnett forty eight to twenty one. Merritt, this, this one, not that Merritt won, but the, by the the amount that they beat Cheyenne Raiden was a little bit surprising to me. Fifty-eight to thirty-one, uh, as the Oilers just pounded the Bears up there uh, uh, last night at Merritt. So that's a, a really good win for Coach Lobb and the boys out there at Merritt. They've been playing some pretty good basketball, overshadowed uh, by what the Oilerettes are doing. But they've uh, even in some losses, they've been pretty close uh, against some good teams. Uh, Hollis Speed Cordell sixty-one two thirty-seven. Uh, so that kind of A and B rounds out the regular season, as you mentioned. Uh, some some games will be played friday there's actually thursday games as well in in class b mainly with those four team districts and oledy has girls games up there on thursday also down in sentinel uh, there's girls games with sentinel and eric involved there and in all those thursday and friday games as you mentioned you either win and move on to the district title game or you lose and head to either softball or basketball or track or what or baseball or track or whatever you do in the spring sports season. So big games coming up uh, tomorrow and Friday around the area in the Class A and B high school basketball playoffs. All right, so that's kind of the bookkeeping. Now let's get to the topic of the day. All across (laughs) Oklahoma. And parts of the nation. Parts of the nation. (laughs) What happened last night at Weatherford? If you haven't heard, which if you're a sports fan, you must have been underneath a rock or went to sleep early. So it was homecoming night at Weatherford. The Eagles coming off wins over, uh, that went over Kingfisher on Friday. I think they actually might have beat Newcastle on Saturday as well. Uh, so back-to-back, big-time wins for the Weatherford Eagles. Anadarko comes to town, ranked number nine in uh, in class 4A, Weatherford number three. Yeah, they beat Newcastle and Kingfisher back-to-back. That's number one and number six in 4A. So Anadarko rolls in. And Weatherford wins 4-2. to two. Just give me your thoughts. I'll let you go first.
2: Well, just my reaction when I first got, I saw that score, you know, I'm in the gym wrapping up, and someone texted to me, and I thought, that's uh, thats a scored old mistake, right? I thought, that can't be right. And doing some research into it, it was starting to trend a little bit on Twitter and Facebook. And and then, of course, I thought, okay, then that means somebody stalled. Probably in a darko because they were probably thinking we're the heavy underdogs here. We're going to stall. And, yeah, my and I'll admit, my first reaction was, man, if we only had a shot clock... This would be prevented, right? This If we only had a shot clock, shame on that Anadarko coach, Doug Schompert. Shame on him for just holding on to the basketball. That there's like, And like I said earlier uh, off-air to you, there are three angles of this, the Weatherford angle, the Anadarko angle, and the OSSA angle. The OSSA angle is the shot clock, clock argument. The Anadarko angle is shame on the coach for doing that. The Weatherford angle is, well, why didn't you go out and defend him? Okay, but then there's all right angles too. The OSSA provided. They tried. They 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 have talked about the shot clock. Uh, the uh, Anadarko, they had a vote. They had a vote. The, the Anadarko angle is, well, we're not breaking any rules here. We're not. You know, they're not breaking any rules. And the Weatherford angle is, well, we, if they want to do that, we'll let them. We're, we're leading. So it's very polarizing it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about i'm kind of glad it didn't happen to one of our teams where we have to take a side (laughs) because we're just sitting back as fans and just going to talk about this and enjoy it but it it's it's odd i mean it's like okay pick a side what side are you on so i'll ask you what 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 side are you on about this what what was your initial reaction And what side are you do you what should have know who's at fault you know there's always going to be that this is the world we live in someone's at fault someone's in the right someone's in the wrong someone's in the right so what what was your first initial reaction and after sleeping on it what do you think about it
1: my initial reaction and i think it's because we were on the air at the time yeah and so i think my initial reaction was clouded by my maybe even subconsciously thinking oh my gosh what would that have been like to call kudos to chuck for for setting through that yeah you know, and so that's immediately, It's like, oh my gosh, what a joke! But then, as you back away, or as I back away from it, not you, because I'm not putting words in your mouth or anybody else that's listening. But as I back away from it, and of course, the howling about the shot clock immediately starts. Right. This is why there should be a shot clock. This we, is why we there knew should that be, was coming. Yeah. This is why it should be a shot clock. You know what? I think this is exactly why there shouldn't be a shot clock. Okay. Because this. It, why should why should Anadarko be forced to play Weatherford style? That is the only, no offense to the the Anadarko team, but we you you can look out there and see what Weatherford's got and what Anadarko's got. And so why should why should Anadarko be forced because this is the rules. Why should they be forced to have to play the way Weatherford wants them to play? And here's another question I would have. Coach Bull of Weatherford chose to just kind of stay in the one three. He did a little man in the first quarter, then he decided to stay in that one three one half court trap. That's, I mean, it's got four guys at six five or bigger uh, at the point and across three of them across. Yeah, that's hard to. That, that, that's devastating. But did in the back of his mind did he think, okay, yeah, we we, we can trap them, we can do this, but we're also getting ourselves vulnerable. To the discipline of the offense of Anadarko, if we come get them, are they going to get layups? So, why does Anadarko have to play Weatherford style? Weatherford chose not to play Anadarko style. They set there. They chose to. They set there. And for anybody that's seen the teams play, I would ask you this question: Is there any chance Anadarko has a three to win the game any other way? no i don't think so either and so everybody wants to wants to start piling on a hall of fame coach who's won four state titles and i get it if you're a fan and if you're a guy on the radio calling the game it's awful it's boring it's no good and that's that is one angle of it that i will 100 agree with everybody for the pure enjoyment of watching the game it's terrible but when it come, but when you start trying to pile on a Hall of Fame coach, then I think you've got to look at his point of view, and his point of view is this is the way we have to win. And oh, by the way, it, I don't think as much as I'm sure Coach Bull was sitting there going, "What are we? What what do we do? You know, like once it starts, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, what do you do here?" And he chose to, to do what he did. But you're right. If 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 Weatherford. The team, the coach, or the fans, or whoever is so up in arms about that happening, then go out there and pressure them. Go defend them. Go yeah. defend them. Go count. trap them. Get go, that count going. That's yeah. right. Stop go them. do it. And, and they kind of put the a, pressure on them. They to made make a, a good half. Pass. Yeah. They made a half-hearted effort at it. But here's the thing: is there concern in his mind that if we try that, we can't guard them? Even though we're far superior with with size, with athleticism. But one thing that is being totally overlooked in this, and I think it's a shame, because it's everybody's got this bleeding heart for the Anadarko kids. They didn't have a chance. They didn't get a chance to win the game. Blah blah blah. Whatever. One thing that's being completely overlooked in this for the Endadarko side uh, are the kids on the floor. How damn disciplined are those guys? Hell. And oh by the way, what's that a reflection of? The Hall of Fame coach sitting on the sidelines. We've all seen this happen where teams try to play this way with a lead, and either you're good at it or you fumble it around and the other team comes back and beats you, right? Right. I mean, we've all seen this happen in, in high school basketball. For those dudes to be able to have the patience and the discipline to run that game plan for four quarters is a testament to the ability that Coach Shumpert has to coach. I think it's awesome that they were able to do that. And so, I would submit to you that if we're, if the, the, the shot clock is a, is a great argument. But I think the shot clock also eliminates any chance of Anadarko winning that game. If it's if it's instituted. Yeah. If, if it is in play last night, Anadarko's chances of winning that game are zero. You can love it or hate it, but at the end of the day, that's the only way Anadarko is in that game.
2: an Anadarko's schedule. What they – because clearly it's the first time they've done this all year. All year. I don't know if they've – it's just now it's just making these headlines, which is crazy. It's the next day after LeBron broke the record, and this is almost <laughs> up there in the same news in some outlets like Barstool Sports or whatever. Um Let's see here. They still have Bethany left to play. They've lost the Tuttle. Well, coming into that game, Aaron, did you know this? They had lost three in a row, four out of last five. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, they're desperate for a win.
1: Well, and quite honestly, they lost the last four because the one win is a forfeit.
2: That's true. I, I overlooked that. I just saw the W. Hmm.
1: You don't see curious. often. You don't was... see a two-zero and a four-two score on somebody's schedule. See, I was curious.
2: You know. No. why didn't they try to do this against kingfisher you know was it just the circumstances of this is towards the end of the year we're trying to eke out a win in some in, in in, no matter what it takes
1: yeah when you look at the date of that uh the 27th that would have been a game that counted as far as the ranking see and that's that's an argument i'm being there that, that I've yeah. that i've read on yeah. the weatherford side of things which the it, game didn't matter the game didn't matter that's right um there there's a lot of angles and here's the thing it's one of those i i don't necessarily think there is a right answer there's what you want to believe is right but i think as much as you as much as the case i just made for andarko being more than for it being a good idea oh there's a hundred making the case on the other side that it's a bad one but i'm just talking about from and and i will agree on a lot of those points from the fans watching it from the, the announcer calling it, from the players playing it. On one side. Yeah, but what about the other? And, and, and let me ask you this. Does the fact that the three missed affect certain people's judgment of what happened? I think Dakota brings up a great point on the text line. What What I'm saying is, if that three goes in, are there people howling that this was a horrible idea, now giving Coach Shumpert props? Oh, yeah, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame coach, what a great move. So, are, are you letting yeah. the result of one shot affect your, your judgment on this? I see what you're saying. You see what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, he, it's either – he was damned if you do, damned if you don't, I think. Kind of. Well, I mean you – know, It's like, okay, if I do this – and we don't win. I'm gonna get this flack, Whatever. Blah blah blah. I'll move on. It doesn't hurt our ranking. Doesn't hurt our playoff seating. It's already been announced, or our playoff uh, position, whatever. And then if he makes, it's like ah, I'm a I'm a brilliant coach. But seems like oh well, you cheated a win.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing: if if they play the game normal, it probably looks a lot like the Tuttle or the Kingfisher game. It's just another fifty-five to thirty-five win for Weatherford, and nobody cares. This way, we got people nationally talking about. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, but I, I think you brought up a point off air that we haven't mentioned. Uh, I, I think the worst thing, and well, this is—I'll give you the credit. Go ahead and say it. Oh, the worst I, yeah,
2: thing. yeah. CJ Nixon, uh, the the superb sophomore, whatever you want, you know, put the adjective next to the sophomore. The dude is awesome. And you, I just talked about a senior who eclipsed a thousand points, in Kylie Smith. That young man did it last night as a sophomore, and nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Which is incredibly sad. It's a crime. This dude is going to be sought after. He's already, what, verbally committed to OU to play football? No, he got an offer. He got an offer to play. He didn't commit. He got an offer to play football at OU. And me, you're kind of thinking, huh, he might be on his way to play basketball. Not at OU, but maybe at a.
1: Who knows where? Who knows where?
2: Sky's the limit. But nobody's talking about that. About he's already scored a thousand points in two varsity seasons, and that's 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 sad to me.
1: Yeah,
2: that's as, that is what should be talked about. Not should there be a clock, shot clock? Should there Shame on Shumpert, What's Weatherford doing? It should be about this kid, so young, has scored a thousand points. And if you watch him play, he looks like a sophomore in college. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, like, so dude, a dude saying, like him is yeah. why last night happened. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Right, they wanted the, to take the ball out of his hands. They didn't right. want that guy. Yeah. So congratulations to him on scoring a yeah, thousand points. That's great. So I want to, I want to put that out
1: there. Yeah, and he is. If you haven't, and and, and mate you know what if this was if this was the game you had circled to go watch Weatherford, it was their homecoming. I feel sorry for you. No doubt. I mean, it's like going to Thunder game and LeBron yeah. not playing or whoever not Let's Steph Curry Grandma not playing. Let's Grandpa didn't drive three hours. Exactly. I mean, that would be, you know, that would be horrible. Oh man! I, I understand yeah. that part of it, and yeah. I agree. You know, that would that would be terrible. But if you if you haven't seen him, hopefully you didn't go last night for the first time. Even though he scored all the points, yeah. I mean, it's not often you see. Yeah, I scored all the points when we won. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, that's true.
1: Hit the game winner in, <laughs> <laughs> in the third quarter. Game winner in the third quarter. But seriously though, he, he when you watch them play, you you get that sense of okay, who can beat them? How can you beat them? Because like I said, they're six five across four guys, and they're all sophomores and juniors. Six one Jackson Smith, the freshman, and they they are they are fantastic. There's a reason why they're number three. There's a reason why they broke that eighty game home winning streak, Kingfisher. They're a great team. Yeah. And, uh, and you know that, that Coach Shumpert looked at it and went, how in the world do we beat this team? Oh, I know. Don't let them shoot. How do we not let them shoot? Keep the ball. Well, I
2: mean, I saw it Friday night in a way. I'm, I'm assuming. I hate putting words in Coach's mouth, but, you know, Burns Flat girls were the heavy underdog against the Canute girls. And Burns Flat shows, they didn't do that. They didn't go that extreme. But they were like, okay, we just got to keep the ball out of their offense's hands, all of their players' hands. So they were working on just mm-hmm. passing. But – Canute, though, would come out and pressure him and, and force a couple bad passes. It turned into a low-scoring first quarter, then that plan was just thrown out the window because Flat had to p- try to play catch-up.
1: All right, here's what we're going to not do. We're not going to put any words in Coach Carpenter's mouth. No. We're going to let him speak for himself. But we up. will
2: ask him about this topic, yeah, right? We, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh,
1: also, uh, we'll feed your mouths with some Tucker family beef, beef of the week at the end ah. of the show. Tell you about the bracket. Con- get in the contest. Only a couple days left for Class A and Class B. You're 8 for state. Let's get it rolling. We'll be back. Coach Carpenter next on the Skinny on Sports. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477.
2: The Skinny on Sports. It's in
1: the home. welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal pleased to be joined now uh, by the head coach of the Leedy bison coming into the playoffs at 19 and 6 uh winner they made the state tournament six of the last seven years looking for seven of the eight seven out of eight it's head coach lance carpenter lance how are you today Uh oh. ah there There you are hey lance how are you this morning i'm good how are you guys uh we're doing well uh you guys 19 and 6 uh state tournament bound six of the last seven years uh just looking at the schedule uh, 13 in a row to start and then six and six to finish obviously there's been uh some some uh, stress there with uh, players out of the lineup but uh, in your mind how has the season gone so far
0: you know i i've really been impressed with the season i think it's went really well uh like i said yeah i thought uh we had a great start. We had a great start in everything. thing. You know, we've been derailed a little bit due to some injuries. But I think that, uh, you know, things are up and looking up, and maybe we can get everybody back healthy to make a playoff run.
2: Well, that's that's the first question on everybody's mind is, is will you be healthy uh, come Thursday and when you start that playoff run?
0: Well, we'll probably know more about that whenever uh, whenever today comes. You know what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> Uh, my injuries have been out and been going through a little shooting and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of hope there that, uh, maybe we are going to be healthy whenever it comes that time. You know, some of them uh, NFL coaches, they don't talk about injuries or updates, you know. I to be like that.
2: But, uh, but us not media have to ask. So.
0: <laughs> I know the media has to ask what Belichick always never talks about that, yeah, right? That's so.
1: right,
0: right. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a big Belichick today, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: what has stood out, though, uh, since the Christmas break uh, without Luke out there? Uh, who stood out? Hey,
0: here's what stood out. I've had kids step up and just keep playing and getting better and better and better. I see so much improvement in these guys. Uh, the roles had to change a little bit, you know. And with the roles changing a little bit, I've seen guys step up and become that person we go to in tight spots. I've been really proud of how we've, how we've played throughout that time, you know. Uh, we could have just folded the tent, and went to the house and we've we competed every game. Even on the games we've lost, we've been in the ball game. And so, you know, I think that's just uh contributed to how hard these kids work every day.
1: Yeah, some of the guys that we uh, constantly hear, you know, Cade Clem, Jace Green, uh, all as well, you know, the, just guys that, yep. like you said, they, their roles had to change a little bit. And then Christian yep. Smith as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I've I've had the opportunity to play some young guys that have uh, gained a lot of experience. The, the young Clem boy, Cale Clem, he's played a big role. Uh, Cooper Jones, which he was injured to begin with. He's getting healthier as we go, and you know. That's just making us better, you know, so.
1: What's, uh, how how have you guys been able, I mean, like I mentioned, six of the last seven years have been in the state tournament, the one year that wasn't, uh, you're in the area consolation final and lost a really, really close game. How have you been able (laughs) to get your guys to peak uh, in these playoff runs?
0: Well, I'll tell you something that, that maybe, maybe it's another one of them secrets I shouldn't share, but. There's a trick to that, and an old, wise guy like me that's been in this for a long time, you learn that, because when I was young, I sometimes I look back and I peak my uh, teams too quick. And there's a level to peakness to it, and there's a level to uh, the right time to start pushing. And I just feel with maybe as you get older as a coach, you learn those tricks that maybe a young coach doesn't know because he's, he's so eager or she's so eager to get out there and go nine zero all the time that maybe sometimes you peak them just a little bit too early, and you're playing your best ball in January when you need to be playing your best ball in February. And uh, I just contribute to that, to uh, just good timing and pushing them at the right time and getting your kids to just um, excel probably at the the appropriate time or the time that gives you the best chance to get there. I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of talent and uh, good kids that work hard and they buy into the program. And I just contributed all that to to the reason why we've been successful here the last few years.
1: Is that something that, changes depending on the team makeup and, and each year maybe a little bit different timing
0: oh yes most definitely you know there's sometimes you got to push hard with older kids that's been mature you don't have to push quite as hard at times so you know it just depends on the right timing to start that push i call it climbing the mountain is what i tell them all the time it's time to start climbing the mountain and i said you know i want us playing our best ball right through the playoffs and I really focus on that. We talked a lot about that and practice and stuff and everything, and I think that just contributes to helping us to get there. The, the mental mindset of goes, the, the kids are like, hey, you know what? Now it's time to start. You know, now it's time to start. And after this has been successful a few years, even the younger kids are understanding that now. Even the, the junior high boys are understanding that, hey, it's time to start now.
2: The playoff road for you guys, it's been kind in the past, uh, not have to venture too far outside of northwest Oklahoma. I know this year – Obviously, you host the district going up to Beaver in the regional. Then if everything works out for you, you're in your second home in the playoffs. That would be, well, I'd say your third home. It's Leedy, <laughs> Woodward, and then Oklahoma City. But you're back in Woodward. Do, do, I mean, that's pretty uh, pretty fortunate. You like to have that road right there and, and talk about that. I know Beaver's kind of a trip. And, um, um, yeah. I mean, that that works out pretty pretty fortunate for you guys.
0: Yeah, you know, Woodward's just like like another home to us. We play so many ball games up there. And my kids feel so comfortable in that gym. We always play well in that gym, and I guess it, it, it's a lot like our gym at home, I guess, because we play so well in that gym. We shoot the ball well up there. We've been very successful up there, had a lot of good games up there. So I think our kids just feel, uh, just feel right at home when we go up there. It's just like playing, playing a home game when we're playing up at, up at Woodward.
1: We're hanging out with uh, Lady Bison head coach Lance Carpenter here for a few minutes on a Wednesday morning. Uh, coach, is there something that uh, you guys have been better at this season than maybe you thought you would be going into the year?
0: You know, I, I tell you what. I yes, I'll tell you where I think that that the uh, that everybody can score a little bit, and I think that was something that I was a little worried about. But our balance in our scoring has been so good all year long. That everybody can contribute every night. And I think that's an area that I really believe I, I was worried about, but after watching a few games, I quit worrying about it because I could tell that that's what they was going to do every night. So that, you know, that's kind of waste way it's been. We don't have nobody's going to get 30, but we're going to have a lot of guys get 8, 10, 12 every night, you know? And I just think that makes you a better team because you never know when that guy's going to get 20, you know? So I think that, that makes you a better team when you're balanced.
2: Yeah, I agree. And uh, no, no disrespect to uh... – Barger, but the times i've seen you guys play it's been a team thing it's been if one guy is not going to get you another guy will or you got that steady dose from three different guys and
1: that's a yeah, lance carpenter so I, team
2: I, I, in my opinion i I've, that's not just this year I'm, this is something i've seen in, in since you've arrived
0: yeah you know that's kind of me that's how i like to coach i like everybody get involved in it because if you just limit yourself to one player so many times Sometimes you run into that bad night of shooting or something like that, and uh, that that makes it tough on you. But whenever you can, a lot of people can score. If this guy's not having a good night, then this guy is going to pick up the slack and he's going to do do a little bit more that night to balance everything out. And I just feel like that that that's you're right. That that's a Lance Carpenter team there. That's we the way we like to play all the time. It's just like that. Everybody involved, everybody being able to score, and it's harder to defend that way.
1: Now, is that something you had to adjust after that year in Butler with Lake, thinking he got to be the one scoring all the points? Uh,
0: yeah, he, he was killing me. He was killing me. You know, there was never a shot that he didn't like, okay? He thought he was open at all times. He's like, hey, coach, set more screens for me. Hey, coach, I'm not getting the ball enough tonight, you know.
2: <laughs> it, 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 it has to be killing you if you go back and watch his games that he's calling your games on and he's saying stuff about you because you can't talk back to him is that uh, is he getting revenge is he getting his revenge he in is. that aspect? Yes
0: he's getting the revenge he's getting the revenge you know people don't even know that I'm, I'm so old now that people don't even know that I coached him you know it, it's a little hard to coaching your sibling and I'm probably harder on him than a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, now he can get revenge on me whenever he's up there in the booth calling my game. <laughs> he can get revenge on some of the things that I did to them, you know. So that's just terrible.
1: <laughs> uh, is there a, Are there a couple of things that maybe you guys uh, you think you need to improve on to to end up ultimately in that state tournament here in a, in a couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, you know, the area of concern that, that we've talked about, and, and we've lost a couple of close games because of this, we we got to quit turning the ball over so much, you know that's an area that I talk about every night with them. I said, hey, if we cut the turnovers down a little bit, then we give ourselves a more of a chance to win a ball game here. And if we look back, we've had a little too many turnovers in some of those losses that we've had. So that's an area that I want to improve on, Ball, handling the ball better and and making better decisions, not so much handling but just making better decisions. The guy's open, but maybe it's a tight window to throw through, you know, and stuff like that. And so that that's an area that I really want to work on right down the stretch here, and just uh understand it a little bit more and and uh do a little bit better in that area that that's one one area that that I see and the other area that, of course this is just a continuous deal is making free throws down the stretch and making free throws when they count you know and that's an area that I always like to like to work on and get better, especially you know uh the free throw shooting in, in, as a general in in high school basketball has has probably went down a little bit from what it used to be in my opinion and I don't know as quiet that is but it's all over the board it's not just it's not just at Oklahoma it's just all over the board so that's an area that I'd like to improve on before we go to the playoff as well.
1: So how do you delegate your time and practice between working on those things you need to improve with yourselves but then also scouting and preparing for what your opponent's going to be uh, coming up uh, in the bracket?
0: Well you know I, I, I tell people this all the time and I just have a system that I go through every day. We know what we're going to do every day. And so we just we just hit that system. We just, I guess, just stay stay in the, the, the right way and do the right things every day. My kids know every day, whether I'm in practice or not in practice, what, what the day's going to contain. And uh, it's, been, it's been good to me, so I just don't change a whole lot. I don't vary much from my, my pattern every day, you know. I just kind of do the same thing over and over.
1: Now we're hanging out with Coach Carpenter. All right, are you going to ask the question that's on everybody's mind?
2: Well, um, sure. Did you see the result from Weatherford and Anadarko last night? And give us your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and remember, I, we only crazy. got about fifteen more minutes left <laughs> in the show.
0: Hey, it's crazy you say that because yes, I did. I did see that. But here's the thing: uh, I know both them coaches real well, and I promise you this much: Coach Schumper had something in mind because he to try to do that. Okay, and mm-hmm. so. I know Coach Schumper down at Darko, and, and he does an awesome job, and he's been so successful. And I figure he thought the only way he could beat Westford is by, by doing it that way. you know. Now, that's from a coach's standpoint. Right. From, from a fan's standpoint and people's other standpoint, I'm sure there was a lot of booing in the crowd. I'm sure there's a lot of yelling. But, you know, as far as coaches go, as old guys like Coach Schumper and I, hey, we don't worry about that sort of stuff. We're just trying to win a ball game. So you know, I I did see it, and uh, it was I couldn't hold it that long. I'll be honest with you, we couldn't do it. We would probably turn it over, or you know, make it a lot better or worse score than that. But uh, I understand Coach Shepherd's side of it too. But I know the fans, and, the, and I know there's gonna be a lot of backlash because of it too. Uh,
1: there's but, no doubt. There, there's no. But at the same, like you mentioned, I I think it to me watching it, kind of going back and watching it. The discipline and the patience that those kids had for Anadarko, I think it reflects oh. so positively on what, what Doug has done throughout his career as opposed to the uh-huh. negative of, oh, my gosh, you didn't think your kids could win.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I respect Coach Shumpert dearly. I'm, I'm friends with him, and I've respected him and all the times and how good he coaches and all the main things he's accomplished. So I never doubt, doubt those guys, you know, and I, I – I, my. I wish mine was that discipline. You know what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. wish my players were as disciplined as he is the word. Because, I, you know, and like I said, I know that people didn't like it. I know it's a blowing up like crazy. And, and you know, and I'm going to jump on this subject while, while we have a second. Yeah, go. You know, everybody, I seen what the shot clock? What the shot clock? Shot clock in high school sports could be difficult for everybody to understand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The first thing I see see trouble-wise with this is is getting the right people to run it. And then the referees are having enough issues trying to watch everything else that's going on as to whether or not the ball hit the rim, reset the shot clock. I can see a lot of – I know there's, people think there's a lot of positives, but I can also see some negatives from the coaches' side of it, you know, as to how, how we're going to run it, how we're going to do things, you know. So I, I can see both sides of that deal, but I can see that it would make the, the game and, and the appreciating and the score table and everything else – be a lot more difficult than at a, at a higher level
1: you know yeah that's what i mean i think there's two totally different sides because you've got the the cost the administration and, and actually running the thing on one side of it that we all know is going to be difficult anybody that's in a high school gym on a tuesday or friday <laughs> yeah. just i mean we've all seen it right but at the but right. on let's take those out of it let's just say it's a perfect world and everything runs smooth at that point uh, in your mind would it help the game or would it hurt the game if the administration is all correct and just the flow of the thing.
0: Well, you know I'm an old guy, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be on that old guy. I'm going to be on that old guy guy side of it. I I, I personally would doubt it because if we take enough bad shots in our offense the way it is that that we're going to take even more bad shots knowing that we only have a certain amount of time to get a shot off. You know, and so I guess with that aspect of it, it's your coaching style. If you like to run and shoot a lot and not play defense, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, and, uh, and if, you, if you're more of a, uh, a discipline guy, uh, run continuity offenses, like Coach Shumpert probably not <laughs> and, and stuff and everything like that, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't be in favor of that, you know, because we want, we want more ball control, you know. We want more ball control in that deal rather than, than a lot of shots and not a lot of defense. You know, because you just look at it. I mean, if you want to go thirty-five seconds, forty-five seconds, whatever, a kid only has to play defense thirty or forty of that seconds of, the, of that time, and the shot's got to be put up. You know, so so to me, that's a little bit different. Where if a lot of times when you execute offense, it might take it might take me a minute to get the shot I want right. or the shot I want them to take. You know, mm-hmm. and so I guess I guess you would have to change as a coach. It has changed your style a little bit too, as to how to coach. You know what I'm saying? That that would be a lot, lot more difficult. And I know, I don't know. I I, I have mixed emotions, I guess, about it about whether whether uh, it would be a good or a bad thing for us. You know, in high school sports, I I do know the difficult side of that deal is. I know the administration and everything the the, the clockkeeper because we have enough difficulty running the clock and keeping the book without adding one more thing to it. Yeah. You know, I can. Yeah. say – Numerous times this year we've had difficulty in those situations at various places.
1: No doubt. You and, know? No no and, doubt.
0: And, uh, I mean, you have to stop the game. You have to get it corrected. I mean, there's just so many of those things. I'm thinking, don't add one more thing to that deal, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see, I, I think a lot of people screaming, this is why there should be a shot clock. I'm screaming, this is why there shouldn't. Because the only way Inadarko can win that game was the way they did it last night. Because there yeah, wasn't one.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, if I was going to vote for anything, let's vote instant replay, where I could throw the red flag and the media yeah. could go over and look to see whether they messed up or not. No, no, <laughs> that's right. Hey, and we're and we're right there to help no, you no, with the no. video. We yeah. don't want that responsibility. <laughs> we as broadcasters don't
2: want that responsibility. Yeah,
0: yeah we're going to put it on you guys to replay that. Let's see. You know, yeah, <laughs> we'll need a little bit of a raise. Hey, and
1: now we're back to Blaming Lake again. I love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. I can Blaming Lake. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> all
1: right, Hey, Coach, man, thank you so much for your time. Good luck to the Bison. Uh, can't wait to watch you in your uh, quest uh, to make that seventh state tournament in the last eight years. Really appreciate your time, Lance.
0: Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for all you do. We do appreciate it. And I know with all you guys do down there and stuff and everything, all the people watching on Paragon TV and stuff, you know, I get calls from all over the place, you know, not even leading people watching this, but former leading people can watch this and stuff, and I do appreciate all you guys doing to get that out there for all the high schools because
1: it is a good thing you bet it's truly our pleasure hey yep. thanks for your time good luck this uh, good luck through the playoffs I, I thank you
0: thank you
1: guys you bet that's head coach lance carpenter of the lady bison i mean that was we you knew that's what the answer was going to be oh yeah no answer so that doesn't help anybody on <laughs> that's the all right eight for state we'll take a break we'll come back <laughs> the tucker family beef of the week Did yours just change because now you don't know what to pick in that Class B area? Oh, it's
2: still stuck, and I got it. I I got
0: beef.
1: Okay, good. I got beef. We'll tell you all about Tucker Family Beef, what our beefs are, maybe even sprinkle a little LeBron, or just continue to talk about shot clocks and high school hoops. We'll be back. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly plays spiral football and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It is time for the Wednesday Tucker Family Sports Beef of the Week, brought to you by Tucker Family Beef. It's locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime beef. You have three options to purchase it. Individual cuts, just meaning you could go on their website at tuckerfamilybeef.com, order a steak, order a roast, order a brisket individually, boom, you can do that. Monty was delivering yesterday and stopped by and, you got a decent little care uh, package there. Yeah, I, didn't I can't wait. Uh, there's I can't wait. L- there's bundles, uh, which is you know a mixture of all those things uh, in there. Or you can buy uh, beef by the bulk, a quarter, a half, a whole, uh, get it processed. It's awesome. It's in, it's in my freezer, has been for the last uh, handful of years. Uh, it's the only thing that will go on my grill and the skillet is that Tucker family beef. Uh, give Monty a call, 580-374-5444. Visit, visit their webpage at tuckerfamilybeef.com. You can order right off that website or their Facebook page, also Tucker Family Beef. All right, Jared, what's your Tucker Family Beef uh, of the Week?
2: I know we're up against the clock, so I'll be quick. Oh, we got plenty of time. Okay. Um, my beef, and I've, I've been sitting on this one for a few days thinking it would go away, and it's still there. And it's probably very appropriate to say this, too, because we're about coming up on the playoffs. If you're a fan of a game stay on your side of the court, uh, your side of the gym. You're unless you're going over to say hi to other people that you know from the your opponent's town. But if not, if you're going over there for different reasons to stir up the pot a little bit, you're asking for trouble. Not just from the person, not from the pot that you're stirring, but you know, law enforcement. I saw it with my own eyes. I won't dive too much into it, but Stay on your side of the gym. Root for your team, not against the other team. Because OSSA is cracking down on fan behavior. And I think we're going to see, as we approach the playoffs, we're going to start hearing about teams might have to forfeit a game because a fan got thrown out. I mean, there's some pretty stringent rules that they've put in place. You haven't heard a lot of it during the regular season. But we're seeing more and more schools put out letters of reminders of this of fan behavior so just i guess my beef is fans that are not rooting for your team but you're rooting against another team that make sense so that's my beef just stay on your side stay in your lane bro root for your team what how about you
1: what has happened to morality in this country? Oh, boy. <laughs> one thing outside of sports that caught my eye this week and one thing inside of sports that caught my eye that had me pondering this question. Okay. I know nobody watched, but on Sunday, there was a literal satanic worship part of the Grammys, a performance in the Grammys. Literally, literally, a dude dressed up as the devil, went out there on the stage and did a performance with people worshiping him. And then last night, congratulations, LeBron James, but not because you broke a record. Congratulations for forever tarnishing that moment by not being able to hold your tongue long enough to not drop an f bomb right in the middle of the the little the little speech.
2: I missed that. I had turned it off, to be honest
1: with you. Congratulations, LeBron. You ruined and tarnished your moment in the sun. All right, here we we can talk a lot about the what happened last night tomorrow.
2: Oh, did here, you know the Thunder actually won that game? The Thunder did win, but here, here's my question.
1: <laughs> what was more entertaining in your mind? Yeah, it's right. Dylan is exactly right. It did seem intentional to get that out, the, the way he did that, the way he said it. What was more entertaining to you? LeBron actually breaking the record. Did you? I've seen just kind of little snippets on, on Twitter. It, it It seemed like every single bucket he scored, the camera would pan to Kareem and Kareem would just get sadder.
2: As he got closer.
1: So there's. Was it a, sadder or, or just, tired? Just, that's choice one, choice two. And then choice three, the idea of Russ trying to steal the show. And he played <laughs> awesome last night he did. On, on his stat line. He did. Uh, what's the most entertaining part of that?
2: Hmm. Maybe Russ. <laughs> I think it is for me. Maybe too. Russ. I don't know.
1: It was pretty funny to watch uh, I mean, you Kareem just gave, get sad. They,
2: did, they just gave Russ the motivation because. Especially on his own team, his own teammate, the great LeBron James, pretty much wanted him traded to get Kyrie.
1: Yeah, that's true. How about Anthony Davis? See what he did in the moment of the shot. He sits down while everybody's standing up. <laughs> you haven't seen that yet, no. Yeah,
2: it's like, well, we got about twenty minute intermission here. I'm gonna sit
1: down. No, he, before it happens, like they have the like everybody's rising as they have the ball. LeBron's got it, and he walks. He you kind of see him enter the picture and he looks down at the court and then he kinda of sits down.
2: When he got to um thirty, I turned it off. Even though the Thunder was was up, but it was just late. I was tired, I was I had a headache, and I was like, Okay, I don't want to see this, so I'm gonna I know I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna check my phone, we're gonna see that he broke the record, and hopefully I'm gonna see that the Thunder won. And that's what happened. But I'd like to jump I'd like to see he got 36. He only he finished with 38. Did he just quit after getting 38? Did he quit?
1: Now he played in the fourth quarter, but isn't it isn't it LeBron's career in a nutshell?
2: Yes, that's where I'm going with Celebrate this. Celebrate
1: yourself and your team lose because you couldn't deliver in the fourth quarter. Exactly. I mean, at least he his was shortcomings. playing
2: for himself. He got his rec- got the record, and
1: then did it shut down up here? Maybe, just maybe. Did they care? Did they even that's want to win why that game? Anthony Davis was mad. Because they're he in the knew. midst of trying to make the playoffs, and yeah. it was all about. And you could actually even hear him say, "Okay, it's time to win the game now, LeBron." But I think that was from a different game, anyhow. Uh, but well, I uh, yeah,
2: you're. I mean, that's true. It's a. It's LeBron James in a nutshell.
1: Thunder is a fun team to watch. I agree with that on the text line. Yeah. They really are. Giddy's fun, fun. I uh, wouldn't go with Jay listen, Wills here, are fun. I'm with Sam I'm with Sam as well because I've seen him play. I've got I watched LeBron play in Oklahoma City with the Cavs against KD. I think it was the year they actually won the title, coming back to beat uh, Golden State. I think that was the KD's last year, if I remember right. And he, he was a force of nature, man, to watch him play mm-hmm. and how much he controlled the court with every single thing that he did. it, it was it was awesome. But I wouldn't walk across the street to watch him play either. If he was at the Pioneer Center, I wouldn't go because I don't have any. I don't have. I, I got no, no no care in the world to watch LeBron James. It play. would just
2: make me mad. Why? Because I you'd walk in, and what will you see? Same reason uh, you see a bunch of LeBron jerseys. You know, like come on, man. That's right. Kind of same reason I would. I respect Steph Curry a little more, just a little, not a lot more, just a little more. Now maybe when his career gets a little later. I won't, but every time you go, you see Thunder at home against the Warriors. What do you see? Oh yeah, a ton of three zero jerseys. Oh
1: yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but Thunder do win one thirty three, one thirty. 130. Hey, how about that Jalen Williams, it's a pretty good pick. at number hey, That 12. Guy. yeah, pretty good. Uh, in so, Sam, we trust. So, pick there
2: stepped up when we when when they've needed him.
1: Okay, let's get back to the bracket contest. Yeah, we've got it on the hit, Facebook page. We we'll probably re redo that i got mine you got yours
2: i I typed it out and i got reasoning behind i'm not gonna let you see
1: well we can't do that till friday we don't want to no 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 we don't want to influence anybody's picks but listen a a tucker family beef bundle it's got ribeyes it's got strip new york strip steaks it's got hamburger meat and it's free to play. Just submit your state tournament teams, class A and class B, boys and girls. You can do it on our Facebook page underneath that post in the comments. Uh, people are saying count me in. Well, I can't count you in until you make your picks. You got to make a pick. Then you got to make your picks to get in or you can text this text line 580-225-9698. Uh, you text me. If you know me personally, text me your teams. It doesn't matter. We'll get you in. You've got till noon tomorrow. So we'll obviously be hitting that tomorrow uh, on the show as well. Get your eight for state, Class A and B, boys and girls. That's all you have to do right now. And then once we get to the state tournament, we'll fill out the tournament brackets. But for right now, you have to pick. Here's the thing. You're giving up any chance to win because there's 32 teams that are going to make the state tournament. Each of those get a point if you correctly predict them. You can't pick a good enough bracket to overcome losing that many points at the first. So get your teams in. Your eight for state, class a and b boys and girls state tournament the tucker family beef uh, prize pack is going to be awesome prime ribeye prime strip prime hamburger patties you've never i don't know if you've ever had a hamburger where you unless you just listen unless you grill it to death which is not monty's fault or my fault either one (laughs) yeah but if you grill it correctly when you take a bite of that burger and you see the juice just fall onto the bottom bun there's not a better burger. And sometimes it even makes it clear down to your like your wrist. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's so juicy and tasty and tender. So get involved and you can have some of that for free. Or you can just go buy it. TuckerFamilyBeef.com on the website. All those different options. Man, that, what a fun show.
2: This might carry over to tomorrow. Uh, too. There's no doubt. We're it's going gonna to give some more reaction throughout the day. Absolutely.
1: No doubt. Yeah. And. I better not say that. All right. Maybe we'll say it tomorrow. That's a
2: lot of stuff we shouldn't say.
1: Everybody have a great Wednesday.
2: A lot of stuff we want to say. There's a lot of things I want to say.
1: Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
0: That ball is blistered.